0: Hey Crosspoint, uh, welcome to lesson number two of our Christian Mind series. We have been in this series for a couple weeks now, and kind of going through on Sunday mornings different battles, but then on Wednesday nights looking at kind of some practical things. And so today our uh, lessons bring us to lesson number two, and uh, possibly the most applicable lesson of all of them, and that is battling stress anxiety and worry so battling stress anxiety and worry if you have your Bibles, uh, i'd like for you to turn to luke chapter number 10 is where we're going to be today luke chapter number 10 and as you're turning there or maybe you're following along and listening um, i would encourage you to maybe go back and mark these passages and go back and read them on your own luke chapter number 10 is a fascinating passage and really gives us a first-hand glimpse of how Jesus encounters and really deals with someone who is stressed out. And so with that in mind, let's look at Luke chapter number 10. We'll begin reading in verse number 38. The Bible says this, "'Now it came to pass as they went "'that he entered into a certain village, "'and a certain woman named Martha "'received him into her house. "'And she had a sister called Mary, "'which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. "'But Martha was cumbered about much serving, "'and came to him and said, lord dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone bid her therefore that she help me and jesus answered and said unto her martha martha i love that jesus says her name twice there Um, i think that if jesus were alive today that he would probably have to say our names twice a lot to get our attention uh sometimes in the midst of my day i'll think of this verse or i'll think of this passage and I'll think to myself that if Jesus were here right now, he would say, Joel, Joel, just just wait a second. Joel, just wake up, see what's going on in the world. But he says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. But one thing is needful. He says, thou art careful and and troubled about many things you know when you think about stress anxiety and worry and i've made mention of this before in class it's almost as if the culture and society has made that the norm uh, to the point to where if you don't feel stressed and you don't feel worried or you don't feel anxious about something you're seen as abnormal and weird and the truth is is that scripture does not normalize stress or anxiety or worry in fact scripture battles that it teaches us how to win over that it teaches us how to keep our hearts and our minds focused and in Luke chapter number 10 you see an interesting glimpse of how Jesus does deal with someone who is stressed someone who is worried or in his words careful and troubled about many things I would say that if you looked at your life today that you could probably agree that you are careful now that word's not talking about wearing a bike helmet or wearing your seatbelt type of careful it's talking about being full of care you're you're constantly worked up or or maybe you have a lot of things on your mind that you're thinking about you are full of care you could probably describe your life as being Full of care, maybe it's financial care. Maybe it's emotional care. Maybe it is relational care. Maybe it is education Maybe it's your job that keeps you uh, maybe full of care, whatever it is There's a lot of things in this life that can keep us full of care and as Jesus says troubled about many things but he gives us an interesting look in this passage because he doesn't really solve Martha's problem the way that she thinks that he should And so, what I want you to see out of this passage, and the main idea that I want you to walk away with, is this is that stress and worry about today's cares distract me from the feet of Jesus and what is best for me. I'm gonna say that again because I want you to catch it. The main idea of this passage, and the really the whole principle that we're trying to drive home today, is this is that stress and worry about today's cares distract me from the feet of Jesus and what is best for me and that is exactly what is happening in Martha's life. Jesus has entered into her home and and the truth is is that in many ways she's doing what many of us would do a guest of the prominence of Jesus of Nazareth, of Jesus Christ has entered into your home, most likely you wouldn't spend a lot of time just soaking up his the time that he would be there. You would feel worried that everything needed to be perfect and that the meal needed to be served hot and that things needed to be, uh, needed to be an experience that he would look back on. And so in her mind, she was doing what was right. But the truth is, is that because of what she was worried and full of care about, she missed out on an opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus Christ and so with that in mind I want to really just give you three steps um, from this passage about how to battle stress anxiety and worry um, Three thoughts that I think that if you would take them and you would apply them to your life they, uh, Apply them to your days that you would begin to see uh, Maybe some victory over that and begin to see your mind become more carefree and more really focused on Jesus Christ and So the first thing is this is prioritize the spiritual I want you to see this in verse number 39 It says "And she had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. You see, while Martha was so worried about focusing on the way that things appeared and the way that things showed up and the experience that Jesus was having, Mary was focused and attentive to the words that Jesus was saying. She was prioritizing the spiritual. She knew that even if the home was perfect, if she missed out on an opportunity to grow herself spiritually, she was missing the greater of those two things. And so in your life, the thing that I want you to realize is that sometimes you have a choice to make between the temporal and the eternal. You have a choice to make between the now and the later. You have a choice to make between maybe financial success or spiritual growth or, or maybe relational growth or spiritual growth. And many times what we tend to do is that we tend to prioritize what we get an immediate return on. We tend to prioritize maybe our own personal growth or we, intend, we prioritize maybe our financial growth or, or our educational growth and we very rarely will prioritize our spiritual growth. And so in turn, we begin to fret and worry that there's no way that you can make enough money or get enough degrees or get a better job and so we begin to fill our minds and become so full of care because of prioritizing the temporal and the here and now. What Jesus teaches us in this passage, and really what Mary's life teaches us from verse number 39, is that as we prioritize the spiritual, Jesus Christ has a way of taking care of the rest because he sees that we are at his feet. We miss an opportunity to worship him, to learn from him when we are so focused on what this world has to offer. Can you go into maybe an illustration of your day with me? How many of you, you have woken up late, you've hit the ground running, you're and clothes on and so then things begin to happen maybe you spill your coffee or or you don't have time for coffee or you have you're running late for a class or running late for a meeting or whatever it may be before you know it it's 10 11 o'clock it's maybe two o'clock in the afternoon and you've prioritized everything but god and i think that if you would look at those days what you would find is that they're normally not your best days There are normally days to where you're frustrated. There are normally days to where maybe you're short with those around you. There are normally days where you miss out on some of the blessings that God has given you. You miss out on a spiritual perspective. You don't always see the lost people in your life as someone that you can minister to, but maybe just someone that you need to get around on your way to get to wherever you're going. Because you haven't prioritized the spiritual. And so stress, anxiety, and worry oftentimes comes because we've simply prioritized things that God never intended us to prioritize, which leads us to this second thought, and where I think the roots of much of this comes is because we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. And so the second thing that I want you to recognize is this, stop comparing yourself. So prioritize the spiritual, but also stop comparing yourself. Look at verse number 40. The Bible says this, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care? She almost indicts Jesus in verse number 39 where she says, do you not care? Do you not see what I'm doing? Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. If that is not a picture of 2021, then I don't know what is. God, look at all this trouble I'm in. I need you to figure out some way to help me. I need you to send someone my way. I need the church to solve this problem. I need the, this mentor to solve my problem. I need this to solve this. I need someone to write a book. God, would you fix this? Don't you see where I'm at in my life? And most of the time, the reason why we get to that point is because we're comparing what we're doing with what others are doing. Social media has only highlighted that. We are constantly comparing, okay, this is the life that I have. And so for me to compare myself to what maybe their life is, then I've got to be worked up. I've got to be stressed out because I don't have a nice enough car. I don't have enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. I can't afford this. I don't have that good looking of a boyfriend. I don't have that good looking of a girlfriend, whatever it may be. And so we work ourselves up over these visual comparisons of maybe an outward life that does not compare to an inward life. And in this passage, Martha is comparing her outward life to Mary's outward life and assuming that hers is better because look at everything that I'm doing. Look at everything that I'm working through. And so, God, you need to tell her to fix this and to help me and serve you better. When what Jesus says to her is this. He says in just a moment that she has chosen the good part. And so here's what I want you to see. Is stop comparing outward to outward and start looking inwardly and asking yourself, Am I prioritizing the spiritual? Am I simply comparing myself to others? But then the last thing is this: You must seek what is necessary, good, and will last for eternity or last beyond you. I want you to look at Jesus' answer in verse number 41. He says, and Jesus it says, and Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful." That word careful is the same word that is used in Philippians chapter number 4 verse 6. One of my favorite verses in scripture where Paul commands the people of the Philippian church, he says, "...be careful for nothing." It's the same word used in Matthew 24 when Jesus is teaching people to seek first the kingdom of God. And he says, Take no thought. He says it multiple times in Matthew chapter number 24. Take no thought. He says, stop being full of care. Stop thinking. Stop thinking, overthinking the things of this world and start prioritizing and seeking first the kingdom of God. He says, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her, he says, one thing is needful, seek what is necessary. He says, Mary hath chosen the good part, seek what is good, and he says, which shall not be taken away from her, seek what is eternal. You know, I understand that living in today's society can be very, very stressful just the day-to-day stresses. I often hear people say that it's not the one thing that they can point to that's stressing them out. It's the thousand little things. And the truth is, is that we are so inundated with content, with things that we should be doing. You can read a book and you can have a list of 10 things that you never knew that you were supposed to be doing, but it changed someone else's life and now you have to do that. You listen to a podcast and it tells you all these things that you should be doing and and so now you've got to do that. You take maybe a financial coaching class and all of a sudden you're learning all these things that you should be doing with your finances. You look at your physical health and you look at all these things that you should be eating and what you shouldn't be eating and how you should be working out. And my fear is this, is that in all of the noise of the world, we've stressed ourselves out because we're not rich enough, we're not healthy enough we're not good looking enough we're not we're not spiritual enough we're not growing enough we're not we're never going to measure up enough and so what do we do we put ourselves in this rat race of life to where we have to get good jobs and keep up with so-and-so. We have to get a good degree to keep up with so-and-so. We have to do this. We have to get the right girlfriend, the right boyfriend that will look good on social media. We have to do all of these things. We And it just ends up turning into this ball of stress, this ball of worry. Well, what if I, what if I can't afford that? Well, what if I don't get this done? Or what if I get fired? Or what if I lose my job? Or what if, what if, what if? And we have all of this worry. Jesus says to choose something that is necessary. Choose something and seek after that which is good, and then seek after that which is eternal. You know, it's not too many times in scripture that we get an opportunity to maybe see how something has worked in someone fully, but if you have your Bibles and can turn to them, I want you to turn to John chapter number 10. John chapter number 10 is the story of Jesus returning to Martha and Mary's hometown of Bethany after Lazarus has died. And it's interesting that in John 10, and we believe chronologically this would have had to have occurred after Luke Luke 10, it's interesting to me that in John 10, Mary is not the star, but Martha is. I want you to look at this. She gets it figured out. John chapter number, I'm sorry, John chapter number 11. The Bible says this in verse number one. It says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Martha, it says, her by name and her sister and Lazarus. And so Mary is uh, highlighted in verse number two, but in verse number five it says, Now Jesus loved Martha by name and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, Let us go unto Judea again, verse number, skip down to verse number 17. This is after Jesus arrives. His disciples learned a valuable lesson in verses 10 through 16. In verse number 17, the Bible says this, Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. So now Martha is the one who's running to the feet of Jesus. She could have easily said, well, everyone, I, I, my brother has died. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to mourn. I'm going to sulk. I'm going to maybe even her personality of being busy. She could have said, I'm going to get everything ready for when company rolls in for this funeral, for this graveside. I'm going to roll. I'm going to make sure that things are right. Jesus is coming again. I'm going to get the house ready. But instead she gets up and she leaves and she is now the one who finds herself at the feet of Jesus while Mary sits at home. And she says, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. So her faith has been elevated since Luke chapter number 10. And then she says this, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him. I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So she's having so much faith in what is to come, so much trust in Jesus for her future and for Lazarus's future, that she's actually missing the miracle of this moment right now. She says, Lord, I know that, you, that he can rise again. Lord, I know that in the last days, in the resurrection, he's going to get back up. She has so much faith now in, in John chapter number 11 that she's actually missing out on what Jesus is trying to teach her. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said She went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. She has so much faith that she doesn't even see what Jesus is getting ready to do. And I want you to skip down and look at verse number 39. They now arrive at the grave, and Jesus says in verse number 39, Take ye away the stone. Martha, once again, is the one who pipes up. The sister of him that was dead saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Wouldn't it be great that when people look at our life and our peace and our stress and our worry and our anxiety, that rather than seeing that we are troubled and careful, that they see the glory of God? That they see our faith that God will handle sickness, that God will handle finances, that God will handle education and relationships, that God will handle it. And rather than having to look at Martha and say, Martha, you're too worried about many things. Jesus now looks at her in John chapter number 11 and says, Martha, you're getting ready to see the glory of God. What a transformation that she's gone through. What a change in her life that has been made because she simply began to focus and prioritize that which was spiritual. She stopped comparing herself with maybe those that were around her. And she began to seek what was good, what was necessary, and what was eternal. And so my prayer for you today and really as with this lesson is that you would stop letting today's worries distract you from spending time at the feet of Jesus and essentially missing out on what is best for you. Many times we think that if we could get our life figured out, if we could get every aspect of our life under control, that that's what would be best for us. And what I would dare say from this passage and from this lesson is this is that our mind is so consumed with the things of this world that we are missing out on sitting at the feet of Jesus and missing out on what is best for us. And so let's take that to heart. Let's place it in our minds that we are going to prioritize the spiritual, stop comparing ourselves with others, and seek what is good, what is necessary, and what will last far beyond us. Let's pray, and we'll let you be done. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to look into your word. Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who enters into our stress and our worry and our anxiety, and Lord, you help us have the victory over it. Lord, you want us to see your glory, and so, Lord, may we have the faith to maybe miss out on some of what this world has to offer and prioritize you, Stop com- stop comparing ourselves with others. And Lord, seek what is necessary, good, and eternal. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If this lesson is helpful to you, feel free to share it with someone else or let us know by emailing us at crosspoint at franklinroad.org. You can also check us out at frbc underscore crosspoint on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to connecting with you again soon.